0: Technique. Live from Las Vegas in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino. Here now are the two squeaky clean hosts who never drink or gamble. Paul Gallant and Jeremy Branham.
1: Spencer, Spencer lies routinely. Routinely. What does he say about you that's a lie? Well, he does say that I'm a high school football legend. So, so would you, would you like all state, all district, tap six man? Not six man, but we're talking about the lowest level of Florida football. So Florida's good, good, good football. Florida, Florida, is football. probably what top three? Florida's number one. I don't know about
2: that. How many NFL players are from Florida? I don't know. Do you know? They have number one. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're number one over Texas. They're number one over Texas. So yes. Texas, California, Florida, top three. Definitely. Maybe Ohio. Louisiana Ohio
2: tries to push its way in there. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fourth state would be, but in some way, shape, or form. Florida. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Said Georgia. Uh, Florida is
1: fast. I can see that. But
2: anyway, uh, as far as lies
1: that Spencer Tillman has told about me. He, he says that I have 0% African in me, which is not true. Really? I have 3%. How would you find that out? 23 in me.
3: Wow. You don't listen to our show ever. Yeah. What? What do you bring this up all the time? Every time
2: he says every it. So, every time he says it. I feel it. like he needs to be corrected. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, it's not very believable. You don't think it's believable? I mean, wh- 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 where are we talking about? What? What part of Africa are we talking about here? I don't know if it said that.
1: Okay. Okay. I think it was, I don't. I don't really. Don't so they remember. just
2: gave you the continent. What's the point of? What's the point of doing twenty three? If they just 20- like you're from this. Three percent
1: from this contract. Yeah, it's a fraud. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I okay. would not recommend anybody. Do so it. now,
2: now the government has all your has all your uh, vitals. They already did, but now they have all. of They already did. Well, that's. I mean, that's a nice way to like you know, make you, excuses for yourself like when you, you made this
1: huge mistake. If you're worried about the government having your stuff, then you have skeletons in your closet. Like no, everybody has everything on you. Any like they can get anything on you. I, I don't think it's about having skeletons in your closet. I think I think a nice.
2: Paranoia. So, what are you worried about that they have on you? I just don't want them to have it. Why? What if I'm? <laughs> what if in the future? Why? What if in the future? You know, just given my natural uh, leader personality and uh, <laughs> and obviously beautiful voice, like I have to lead some sort of resistance radio broadcast after Amazon slash Skynet takes over the the world. I don't want these robots knowing all of my stuff. What's that show we talk
1: about, Joe George, the the guy at night that talks about aliens? Oh, Ancient aliens? Uh, no, so it's on, on, it was on 7:40. Uh, yeah, I can't. Coast to coast. Thank you, you, you man. should be the next host of Coast to Coast. No, no, listen, because I mean, your your conspiracies are some of the best. It's, like it's, it's not.
2: It's not a conspiracy. No, it's, it's not. It's more of a. What just, do we call it? I
1: just don't. I just concern? don't
2: want him to have my stuff. If I go to Ancestry.com you, or
1: 23andMe, do you grab a piece of tape and block the camera on your computer? You've seen people that do, do that, right? Yeah. You've seen people well, that I do that. I mean, I don't want to see them. Uh, I don't like want people. Are, people are concerned <laughs> that the little camera on their computer is looking at them. Yeah. What are you doing? That you're concerned that some imaginary person might be well, looking at you? I, I can that think you're, of you're putting a, thing. a piece of tape on your computer camera? There's there's it's one silly. thing
2: I definitely don't want to to.
1: <laughs> All right, Joe George, <laughs> counting down. It's football at four. It's Texans at four. Uh, We're counting down the top storylines for the Texans season opener, (laughs) Texans-Ravens. (laughs) <laughs> are, you, are you one of these guys that believes this quarterback battle is real, too? No, it's
2: over. Okay, good. So you don't
1: believe in all conspiracies. No, no. <laughs> the, the, the
2: Mills and Non people, like, are just the worst that need to be slapped.
1: <laughs> Did you say Mills and Mills and Non. <laughs> non.
2: The, the people that the still think that Mills should be going in there to start the year. They have a like, you $200 million know, dollar offensive line. But, yeah, <laughs> let's put a guy who can't even throw a pass to the sideline in there ever
1: again. You know what my new favorite person, though, is? Who? The people that are, like, drawing up that this is actually, like, some sort of controversy or that are <laughs> trying to got. Gotcha your journalism, D'Amico Ryan's, to get him to say that Stroud's the starting quarterback. It's hilarious to me. Like, why are you asking that every single press conference? Because it, you want to tweet it out yes. and get re, like retweets 100%. and likes. Like, you know Stroud's the starter. Why are you asking D'Amico Ryan's every single press conference who the starting quarterback <laughs> that's a, is? It's a
2: great point, Chair Bear. And here's the thing. <laughs> <Bear>. Okay, we <laughs> have to protect the Texans one advantage going into this game. No, that's not it.
1: The Baltimore Ravens don't know who's going to be under center in that game. They don't know. There's no way that's why. There's no way. D'Amico the, the Rines isn't gaining an advantage, on, and D'Amico Rines isn't even pretending like he is. You're right that he's not gaining an advantage, but don't even try to act like D'Amico doesn't
2: think it's going to give him a slight so. advantage if there's a little fog of war. I don't war, think so. There's a little no. fog of war. No, I, I think don't think so. every coach in the NFL loves to keep the other one that they're going up against in a week guessing, and this is the I... not the equivalent of a fast one. This is the equivalent of dumb BS's that that coaches do and they're paranoid about revealing any information. It's an annoying But trait. no one's buying it. I agree. No one's going to buy it. Demi- Does it and, mean and you D'Amico, don't do it? D'Amico's smart enough to know that no one's buying it. Uh, D'Amico is not even answering the questions and is changing the subject quickly. Why is no one asking me about the safety? I mean, he's, he's, he's it's, just it's football a, it's coach 101.
1: I think it's a team philosophy more than anything else. But,
2: uh, Belichick did this, so, yeah, could be. Casario uh, employing some Belichick strategies. Bill,
3: Bill Belichick's silly. Let's play a game here real quick. All right. uh-huh. Who's on the mound? the Astros.
2: Rafael
1: Montero. Wrong. I'm going to say it's a position player. Yes. Oh boy. Martin Maldonado. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: well, our fearsome leader
2: leading the Astros into the vanguard, picking up the b- the Martin ball, Maldonado throwing it to pitching. home plate, doing yeah. all the things, the little things
1: that you don't understand about baseball. Dusty Baker yeah. right again. Who's going to who's going to visit the mound if it's Maldi that's pitching? <laughs> like, who's, who's making that mound visit? That's like, it's Martin question. Maldonado's job.
2: Well, Yiner Diaz can learn a thing or two from oh. a mound
1: visit with Martin Maldonado Yiner... when Maldonado's the guy who's the pitcher. <laughs> the protege Big is going to walk out to, to guide the mentor Yeah, and ask the mentor to say, what should I say to you right There's now? There's going to
2: be a longer mound visit than normal, and, and, and Martin's going to, like, explain the
1: process of a mound visit to Yiner Diaz. He's going to catcher-splain those to him. are super important, those mound visits. Astros should have won that game yesterday. Today would have been a fun, laughing, you don't. You take three of four, Maldonado pitches, ha-ha, but you lost that game yesterday and made today super significant. All right, what are our top storylines here, Joe George? Texans yeah. at four.
3: Uh, John Mechie uh, did not practice in front of the media today. Where are you guys at right now with who is going to be the number one wide receiver for the Texans? We know that huh. on this show, Dalton Schultz has been talked a lot about, so we're going to take him out of the equation. Mm. But there was a lot of belief that John Mechie was going to be the guy We hoped he was coming out of college after the injury this season. But he's barely practicing. He's barely playing. Who is going to be the number one Texans wide receiver this season? Maybe in the second half of the year, Mechie will do anything. But I'm not expecting a thing from him this
2: season. I think it's unfair to expect a thing from him. He's not just coming off of the torn ACL. He's also coming off of recovering from uh, leukemia. So, I mean, keep everything measured with that. Just because he was a second-round pick and he played at Alabama, don't, don't put unfair expectations on him. I like Noah Brown a lot. But I hated that he dropped that beautiful uh, pass that C.J. Stroud threw when he did that little spin move to escape the free rusher. I want to say Tank Dell. Go Cougs. But having a hard time buying into the idea that he's going to be able to carve away into the wide receiver rotation given his size... And because Robert Woods wasn't good last year, I, I guess I have to say Nico Collins, but here's the
1: problem. I mean, it's just, it's just a
2: crap receiver group. It really yeah. is.
1: I think they're going to have a really tough time scoring. I, I think they lack serious firepower offensively. Yeah. I think it's very difficult for a rookie quarterback to have any sort of success. They have offensive line injuries currently. I think they lack some serious firepower in the receiving room. I think Damian Pierce is good. But if you have teams that are stacking the box because they don't trust anything that you're doing through the air, it's going to be difficult to move the football. I, I, I agree with everything that you said on Mechie. I fell for the Mechie trap before camp. Like Speaking of all these best balls, I was drafting John Mechie late, expecting him to have a good season, and then, like, Two days in the training camp, I'm like, this This guy's not ready. And you're right. We, we, we shouldn't have expected him to be. Leukemia is a very difficult thing to you – know, It's like insane sh- that he's even playing again. It is. It's insane. It's a minor miracle that he's playing football. So to expect him to be any sort of – like have any production right away is silly. And, in fact, I think to Joe's point – you know, didn't practice today. I think the Texans are going to try to figure out a way to put him on the pup list or try to. Eye, Great eye, uh, point. I think the same thing. I think they're going to try because he's also May buried as well. and he's buried in the depth chart. Yeah, like you have guys in front of him right now that are going to play a lot more. Uh, you mentioned most of them, right? Noah Brown, Robert Woods ahead of the depth chart. You know. Nico Collins certainly is. You brought Tank in Adam Humphreys is. who has experience. And you gave him, like, decent money. Yeah. Like, I don't think you give Adam Humphreys decent money. I know none of it's guaranteed, but it, it seems like, okay, that guy's going to be, like, the last receiver on the roster. They also like the Stephen Sims guy, which I don't see. I think Stephen Sims has, I think he has, like,
4: It's the returner. Hands,
1: but he can't catch. It's the returner he, side he, of things. But he also, like, muffs punts. Like, <laughs> it's great that he's fast and can, like, whenever he catches the football can make guys miss, but I've seen him, like, muff routine Punts off the punt machine. It's hard, hard to, get to like, I, I don't. I don't. I, I. If he makes the roster, I'll be disappointed with Nick Casario's player evaluation. There's definitely be been honest. some buzz
2: about Sims of late. It, yeah, it, it's going to be uphill for him because you have to prove you can do more than that. And uh, if you're not catching the punts, then yeah, you're liability. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Put put remember, remember, it was about a decade ago. Like the Texans had Trendon Holiday as a oh, yeah. returner, and and Holiday, I mean, obviously had some wheels and ability, and he showed it with the Denver Broncos, but. He also muffed a couple when he was with the Texans, so you sort of understood why they moved on from that. That's
1: the most important thing. If if you're going to be a liability that you're turning the football over after your defense gets a stop, that's the most important thing. This is a difficult one for me because I think Tangdell's the most talented of the bunch, to be completely honest with you. The, The size, I understand your concern. I don't know if that matters a whole lot these days in the NFL. Look at receivers that are going in the first... Like, Zay Flowers went in the first round of the NFL draft. He is tiny. Tyreek Hill is tiny. Like, the modern era of NFL football, you don't need to be a big receiver. And Tank Dell is the best at getting open in space. Now, is it for a rookie? Do I expect him to have, like, more catches than Nico Collins? I think it's going to be close. Robert Woods intrigues me. Like I, I can see Robert Woods being a complete nothing burger on this team, like almost a Cecil Shorts type. Where like Cecil Shorts got cut, I don't think Robert Woods is in jeopardy of getting cut, but I could see him being just like a veteran receiver in the room and not really play a ton. Noah Brown, I see more of as a blocker than like a volume guy oh, that can boy. catch the ball. I think Nico <laughs> so Collins, Kevin Walter, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Nico Collins and Tank Dell are going to be the two guys that they try to get the football to the most. They got to get yards after the catch in this Bobby Sloak offense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, really what's going to determine who's the best. And I receiver. think Tank's the best at that. I, I think, off the top of my head, yeah, you're probably right. Nico, now, Nico's like a bigger target, things like that, but. And maybe this is just me seeing my Cougar red. Go Cougs. Tank, Tank Dell, I think, is the most talented receiver. My answer is Tank Dell.
3: He'll have the most catches as a wide receiver this year for the Texans. Wow. See, like, I can see Nico having
1: more touchdowns because he's better. He's like a more red yes. zone, like a better red zone threat, red zone target. But, like, you talk about yards after catch. Tell me one receiver right now that you want to get the ball to that you trust to get yards after the catch. you got to see a little more Dell,
2: though. You do got to see a little more Dell because we didn't get to see him in the second preseason game.
1: See, I'm more concerned about, like, the depth chart than I am Tank Dell doing things on the football field. Like, if he's buried behind Brown, behind Robert Woods, behind Nico Collins, and he's clearly the fourth receiver behind those three guys, then then he's not going to get the number – he's not going to get the the chances. Midway
2: through the year – is i think like where we're going to really know just how special Br- uh Tank Dell is yep. if he's able to crack that rotation by the middle of the year then i think his his
1: targets will definitely And increase. at that point it might be too late to have the most production of any receiver. It, that, that's what so sort of I'm like. Be, so yeah. yeah, it's going to be I think it's going to be close actually. 713-780 ESP and HRP listener Holy line. Who crap. do you think will be the most productive receiver? What are you laughing at? Uh, the
2: score for the
1: Astros 713, is 713. Oh, 713. doesn't seem semi-gero. like Martin Maldonado is turning the ship around. All right, let's discuss this game on the other side. We we're going <laughs> to wait till it's over, but it's been over it's since the second. It's one. The Astros are losing 17 to 1. They're losing a baseball game 17 to 1. What do we make of the Astros losing a baseball game 17 to 1? Team meeting time. The pitcher can't do it. He's going to be gassed. (laughs) Put him in the. He'll he'll lead it from the ice tub. (laughs) Killer bees. After that
2: 43 mile per hour He just threw a
1: 41 mile per hour slider. Oh, He's throwing sliders and curveballs at 41 and 42.
2: I'm not going to lie. I think I could beat that. Yeah, no doubt.
1: I think I could, I would be seriously concerned if you couldn't. I think I, I think I could throw in the 60s. <laughs> I think you would tap by at about sixty-seven, sixty-eight. <laughs> but he's saving his arm for the game tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Behind what the plate. Embarrassment. <laughs> this would be a funny game as long as they won yesterday, but they uh, didn't. Just, just got to well, make a team meeting after this. this. We'll just fine. discuss this disaster uh, when we return. <laughs> it's the Killer Bees broadcasting live from Circuit in Vegas on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.
0: ESPN, 97.5 and 92.5. Is it football season yet? Job! I don't want no job. I want to play football, you a-hole. I want some feelings. You know that stupid, overused phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Well, this proves that it doesn't stay there because you're listening to what's happening. Good point. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino, here are the killer bees
1: nuts,
0: Jeremy Branham and Paul Gazan.
1: Spencer likes that joke, second time he used it in the last hour and 15. Um, what are you laughing at, Joe? Yo, you just talked over the rest of Spencer. Yeah, that was actually a different
0: one, Jeremy. You wouldn't know that because you
1: talked over it. Well, second time you used that same joke, was it not? Second time we've talked over uh, but I Spencer rejoined. The second time you used that joke.
2: Hey Spencer, uh, you work in TV, bro. Uh, short, succinct. On to the next play. You know he likes to hear. He likes the sound of
1: his own voice. It is a beautiful voice. But it's pretty good. He had a voice that could make a cougar perk. You know what? You have a great like? voice though, too, though. Thank- to all remember. right, that's enough. You know what? Uh, you know what that voice sounds like? It sounds like a voice of a guy who only had one career rushing touchdown. Wow. He did catch one though, too. I mean, if he had a little taller voice, he might be double touchdowns. digit. Yeah, taps six a six I man, know, whatever. One, one which, a by the way, which by the way, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six HR and P listener line. By the way, we had some people that fact checked your high school football or the NFL population by state?
3: Mm-hmm. I was just doing the same thing.
1: Uh, 1209, as of 2022, Texas has 211 players, California 151, Florida checks in third, so they didn't make the podium, but checked in third at 149. Yeah, but ours are faster. 1177, top five states for players in the NFL according to Google, are Texas, California, listen, Florida. Listen, so. let me football
2: explain to you right here as someone who played in a real uh, football state. <laughs> it's like You just don't understand the difference in Florida high school of football. You don't understand what it's like to come out of the muck. You know, you're running through a field through sugar canes catching rabbits with your bare hands. We played a team that we found out after they beat us in the playoffs. Bishop Sycamore?
1: No, not them.
2: We would have probably beat them sadly. There was a article that came out in Sports Illustrated about a team that beat us in the playoffs. Glades Day Christian and their players were literally running through fields of uh, mangroves in in South Florida catching rabbits barefoot with their bare hands. And That's how they all became so quick.
1: Oh, this like a scene from Rocky. Seriously. <laughs> like they forced Rocky to catch chickens. Uh, and except for rabbits are faster than chickens.
2: <laughs> I don't know how they did it and needless to say they absolutely
1: skullmer. But there's us. more rabbits.
2: There's a lot of rabbits in Florida. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a wild place down there. Chickens.
1: Uh, the Astros are losing a baseball game. Joe said we're not going to talk about this game until it's over. I was like, Joe, we can talk about this to lead our show. Uh, the Astros were down 11 nothing after three. They were down 11 to nothing after three. J.P. France, who's been really, really good all year, their most consistent starter, he got shelled. He gave up 10 runs and 11 hits and two and a third. Oof. His year went from, what was it, like 2.3 or something like that to three and a half. Listen, you know, the French
2: embattled. Generally, they're eventually going to go down. So, hey, at least J.P. France had a stretch where he was a lot like Napoleon before Waterloo as opposed to being the French in the Franco-Prussian War, the French in World War I, the French in World War II, the French in Vietnam. How do you know so much about history? I love history. I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) You know a lot about history. Sadly, I always feel like I got a cape for my uh, French brethren, seeing as I'm 25% French-Canadian. Because in World War II, it wasn't entirely their fault. England, do anything. But, uh, you know.
1: I feel like you need a podcast
2: talking about, like, Revolutionary War and stuff. I could. I could. (laughs) You Sully in Somerville yesterday.
1: We were talking about France getting lit up for 10 runs and 11 hits. He went Waterloo. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, we
2: got range, baby. He's <laughs>
1: like a Waterloo, World War World
2: War, War War and <laughs> I threw a question out on Twitter to bring it back to sports. Akalant says, because we saw on the stat cast that we yeah. have here at Circa Resort and Casino that Martin Maldonado threw a 41-mile-per-hour slider. Yes. Now, I think we all th- believe that we could hit over 41 miles per hour on the gun. But how about a 41-mile-per-hour slider? Could you throw a 41-mile-per-hour slider? I, the, right now the yeah. poll is at 50-50. 24 say yes. Uh, uh,
1: 24 votes. 50% say yes. I would 50% have to say no. The difficulty would I be. I don't know how to throw it. That would be my big No, issue. the difficulty is going to be to throw it that slow. 41-mile-per-hour slider is nothing. Yeah. Like, well, definitely not. It doesn't like, even move. If you went to the – hopefully it gets a lot of movement. If he's throwing it at 40 – it sounds like he's frisbeeing it in there. <laughs> like, if he's throwing it at 41, <laughs> he's trying to – get back it backhanded. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's tight. That's very, very light. I think – I think that you could, if if you, you know how they have those stuff like Minute Maid and, you know, the little, it's got the radar gun and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I've never seen you throw, though. I, I, There's actually a Can video you
2: throw? of me online. Uh, yeah, apparently I was holding it wrong, but I, uh, there was some spring training thing where we threw it into a radar gun, and I think I got to like 62. Oh, really? I would have said like 67, 68. But I was palming the ball. Oh, really? Yeah. So a change-up. I, I guess so. I
1: was legit throwing a Roy Halladay palm ball. I bet you if if, if we gave you the slider grip, I think you would, if if you were throwing your palm ball 62, I bet you your your two-seam, four-seam would probably be around 67, 68. Palm ball at 61, 62. I bet you your slider, I bet you would be upper 50s. Okay. I bet you'd be in the upper fifties. How many kids? But you're on... kind of an athlete. Like I, I think that you would. You might touch sixty with your slider. How many kids on Needville do you think could throw sixty-one miles per hour? See, I don't. I hate little league baseball. You hate so it. I, I, don't it. I, I don't watch. But Needville's a wagon, unlike the Astros today. What, they're a wagon. What do you mean they win baseball games?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah Needville, Needville's uh, in the in the finals yeah, for the United yeah, yeah, yeah. States of yeah, I'm, America.
1: I'm aware that I'm aware of Needville's run. I just I don't. I'm not a big fan of little league baseball. So I'm not really. Up I'm only to... a fan of if
2: Texas. If there's a team
1: in Texas that wins. Yeah, I mean I will root it. for them, I'll, but I'm not gonna watch. The game, okay. I'm pretty anti little league baseball. Why? I think it's bad brand, the ball. Bad like, brand of ball. What do the, you mean? The fences are super in. They don't lead <laughs> yeah, off. They don't lead 12. off. Every single one of these little league organizations <laughs> recruiting the best, select players from across the city. I like that. Like it's just. I yeah, like that. That's fair. At least they're trying to win.
2: You, you could tell Needville <laughs> has a lot of money pumping into the program. And you can also tell Help. that they've got... Uh, like, what well, is the money industry in Needville? Oh, you got the uniforms they were guess. wearing before they got to the southwest uh, uh, region that they have to wear once they get to the Little League World Series. Needville's unis are they're pretty sick. they got these, like... Uh, uh, Royal blue jerseys, and they wear uh, pants with pinstripes on them. Yeah. Like, they've earned their pinstripes. I'm like the Yankees this year. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> I wonder, you think it's old oil at Needville? I don't know, but, I mean, they got a lot of kids named, like,
1: oh, right. Colton and Clayton and Preston. Preston. Yeah, yeah, they sound like they throw change at the homeless <laughs> when they grow up. Maldonado pitched in a baseball game today. Uh, I love it. <laughs> he got hit pretty good, though, Martin Maldonado did. Uh, Gave up a few runs in his one inning of work. I mean, this final score, man, seventeen to one. Boston had twenty-four hits. (laughs) Hit twenty-four hits in a baseball game. Twenty-four hits. Well, perfect opportunity for a team meeting. Better be on the plane. Like, I'm not a big the Astros. Like, the Astros need to sweep a team. I never like I never say that a sweep is the standard. Like, you need a sweep. It's, It's silly. It's baseball. You win series in baseball, you're just fine. You're going to play a Tiger team that's poor. You gave away that game yesterday when you should have won the series. Like, this is as close to a, sw- a saying I'll, they need a sweep as I'll ever get. You killed your momentum. Yeah. Do you believe in momentum? I do, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. some
2: people do, some people don't. Yeah, I like, like say metric subjective.
1: people don't. Right. I, no, I, I, absolutely, I believe
2: in momentum. Cause absolutely. It's if you compound it with the series against Seattle over the weekend, you have a performance like this a couple of days after a, I thought, awful – change from Saturday into Sunday. That was my big issue with the Astros over the weekend. It's, okay, Saturday was a bad game. You looked mentally frazzled, specifically Frambert, And then the first inning, Hunter Brown's just pissing his pants out there, essentially. So by the time you get back into the game, great. Like, you finally woke up in the third inning when you got those runs, but it took Emerson Hancock getting hurt. That was my big issue was from Saturday to Sunday, it felt like that didn't wake him up. And then you have another performance like this, and obviously things compounded themselves. But that's what's frustrating about this week. If, if you're the Astros, you got to be significantly less confident in yourself just based off of this week. And, again, it's confidence is also something, I think, that wavers and, and, and varies over the course of a long year. But to follow up the weekend with this so quickly
1: sucks. You know what I'm really annoyed about? What's that? One that, yet yeah, you lost yesterday's game. I'm really annoyed that Jordan Alvarez played the entire game today. Hmm. Jordan, the game. I mean, it was eleven to nothing after three innings. Got it, some extra rest. It for was his eleven nothing after or three innings. we and, and, and Jordan Alvarez, who's missed two games because he he slammed. <laughs> he closed the his, door on his left his arm. <laughs> <laughs> hand. I don't and even then, know how you do that. And then he's so hurt that he can't pinch hit in a critical game yesterday, but he can start thirteen hours later, and he plays the entire game when you were down eleven nothing after three, and then you maybe, lose seventeen to one. Maybe, Makes sense of that. Maybe he was doing what Russell Wilson
2: claimed to be doing with his uh finger rehab that he had back in the twenty twenty one season. Do you remember that? Who? Russell Wilson said he
1: was rehabbing his hand oh, yeah, twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. hours a day. Yeah, and he was like, like he had it in the hyperbolic chamber. Yeah. And, all that.
2: and it's like, dude, like that's not possible.
1: <laughs> Where are you that. sleeping? Like how do you even rehab like is it just a bunch of these? Like I, I would assume so. Like maybe you're doing, like, circles. Jeremy, like, Jeremy's like, you're making the macho a f- man, Randy Savage. Like. I, I guess you would just ice it nonstop, and maybe the <laughs> I swelling could see goes the down flexing. a little bit. I can see where you're, like, flexing it and, like, trying to get range of motion. I, I just, can see that, actually. Uh, so, great question. Why couldn't he play last night?
2: Uh, my <laughs> not question, even play.
1: Just get one plate appear. I'm not even saying play. I'm saying a plate appearance. One plate appearance. <sighs>
2: <sighs> yeah, great question. My question is... Uh, more though about like how did he how did he get his finger caught at a door in his house? I would I w- understand. I would understand it in a car. I've I've actually done that to myself. Like accidentally slammed a
1: door, uh, uh, car door in my hand. I feel like I did that when I was a kid. But I have not done it with a actual like. I think the last time I jammed my finger door is I was shutting a garage door. Like I used to work at a golf course. And you had to grab the door and pull it down. I got it, like, right in the. Yeah, that was really painful. And I I learned a very valuable lesson that day. (laughs) Don't do that. And I've never jammed my finger ever again. Like, it was a very valuable. Ever since that moment. And that was. Probably the biggest pain I've ever not had. Not even playing, like, pick-up basketball or anything like that? a jam finger. That's more of a jam. I'm talking about, okay. like, smashing it in a door. Gotcha. Because like, gotcha. I think that's what happened with Jordan, right? He smashed yeah. it in a door at his house. I, Which, I, I, why is Jordan Alvarez opening his own doors? That's Jordan rule number every, everyone's,
2: everyone's made that joke. He's a human just like you and me,
1: Jeremy. No, no, no he's not a human. He, he should, should have no, to open his doors. Jordan Alvarez is not a human being. Jordan Alvarez is one of the best offensive players in the world that is injury prone and fragile. He should not be doing anything that's active. Well see, you said like he's not like you and me, but you said he's, he's a great not. baseball player, but he's fragile. Like we're we're fragile. Uh, we're not soft though.
2: <laughs> we're not soft. Well you might be. I'm not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about here? The thing the thing with Jordan Alvarez is I get I get not using him. I get trying to make sure he's yeah. as healthy as possible. But you're right, Like there's no real way when we're talking about less than 24 hours between games to justify
1: him not playing last And then he plays every in-bat in a a game where you get crushed. It just makes no stinking sense. 713-780-ESP at HRMP Listener Line. Killer B's live at Circa in Las Vegas. I'm trying to talk uh, Paul into getting in the Circa Survivor Pool. Here's the thing. I, I have. Do you like money? Do you like $8 million? I, I do. and or I Just win that thing. I, I actually
2: have the money right now to do it. Because do it.
1: Of this. No, I can't. I do don't it. want to. No. You're wondering why I called you soft. See, they're staring they're at me. Everybody, at come you. be, be with us. Yeah, you know what? No, listen, listen, listen. We're I'm a responsible adult. Yeah. But she, if, she said y'all are actually entertaining to listen to. That's, thank that's, you. I that's, appreciate the that. The entire city of Houston says the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, coming up Tugger next. your on horn a little more, J-Bone. <laughs> uh, the entire city of Houston will be thanking me. All right, Bad Take Boulevard, who made the list this week? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 <laughs> and ESPN 92.5. Dusty Branham. <laughs>
0: So many bad takes on sports. What do you do with all of them? Only there is something in your head to control the things you say. Well, the killer bees use them to build an actual street where they can get run over for all eternity. 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 What's that street? Bad Take Boulevard.
1: Who made the list of Bad Take Boulevard? Joe, have we ever had Paul on Bad Take Boulevard? This is my first time. No, i meant Actually, like, like, be, like, make the list. Oh, like you're on the list. Oh, I must have. I mean, I'd I be upset know, if I had. had. I can't think Here's of a time. Here's the thing:
3: is I, I don't think he has been, but that just makes me feel like we've done a bad job at this segment all of a sudden. Mm. No, it can't be that. It can't be that. I feel like Paul would
1: live on Bad Take Boulevard. I don't
4: know. Wow, Paul's hurtful. got some.
1: Paul's got some strong takes. All right, this who this is who we're starting with this week on Bad Take Boulevard. We're starting with Joe and I. Joe and I get into well, oh. Joe's acting like, "What did I do?" We well, yeah. you know what you did. Joe and up my I, ticket. Joe and I get into circle, circuit today, and the first thing we do is we go, we go make a bet. Yeah. You want to guess what our bet was? I, a little Astros outright victory. Well, Boy. I went, no, I went Astros first five. You went Astros first five. Okay, well, that's that's even maybe more. I don't know if it's worse. I don't know. Equally same. worse. You know, you know, I made two Astros bets today. I bet the Astros outright, and I also took the under eight and a half. I took the under eight and a half thinking, okay, J.P. France has been good. This bellow yep. guy for the Sox is good. It's a getaway day. They're going to be swinging at first pitches. There's not going to be any offense. It's over by the third. Oh, boy. Over by the third. Are you still going to do the division? So I, I made two other bets already. I bet Astros division. We were talking about it in the limo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros were plus money to win the division. They were like plus 125. Oh. So I played that. The other bet I really don't want to say what I did. I want to hear it.
3: He's a traitor to our country.
1: This is not the first time I made this bet. What'd you do? I bet Europe in the Ryder Cup.
3: Oh
2: boy! USA
1: never wins in Europe in the Ryder Bear Cup, Bear, and Europe was getting 160. They're plus 160. Europe was to win the Ryder Cup. That's, it's 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 it, they're giving me money. You're a fool if you don't make that bet. Why why are you betting on? Because the I can separate my brain and my heart. Disloyal. Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe maybe loyal to the country, but loyal to a little. You should you know, have your passport revoked. A little bit of cash.
2: My two grandfathers fought in World War II for you to just betray. Here we go. Betray World them. War like that. How many
1: times did you bring up war on your show?
2: Not enough. (laughs) Sports, war, what's the difference? We are showing Veteran in his car is like, shut up, Paul.
1: (laughs) Appreciate your service. All right, the next guy that made the list, uh, Joe George was first, I was second. Uh, Kevin Hart. I haven't heard this one yet, but Kevin Hart apparently makes the list, according to Joe George.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the age 40 is real. To all my men, women out there that are 40 years old and above, uh, it's not a game. Respect that age, or that age will will make you respect it. I was just forced to respect it. Um, this is just a public service announcement because I know people may see me out and uh, I don't want you to be alarmed, but I'm in a wheelchair. I'm in a wheelchair. Why? Well, because <laughs> I tried to jump out there and do some young stuff. Try to go out there and do some young, uh, some young man stuff and I was told to sit my ass down. Me and Steven, we got into a little debate. This debate was based off of who was faster Steven said, Kev, ain't no way you gonna beat me. Steven is an ex uh NFL running back, played for New England Patriots. I said, Steve, you can bet it. He said, bet. I said, bet. We get out there, we go run the 40-year-old dash. Guys, I blew all my tore my lower abdomen. my abductors are torn, I don't even know what that is, but I tore them. Tore those two. I can't walk. This is 44. It's over. What are we competing for at this age? Why are we like what am what am I doing? So who was the running back? Stupid as shit of it. Now I can't.
1: Kevin Hart's funny. uh, Y'all like Kevin Hart? Yes. I, you don't like Kevin Hart. I think he works hard. I like Kevin Hart. I think he's funny. It's uh it was
3: Steven Ridley.
1: He wanted to, he thought he could beat Steven Ridley in a race. In there, a are, there are 40 yard dash. Why? Why did he think that?
2: Because every dumbass in this country <laughs> believes that they ran a 4-6 in high school. I did. None I of did. them did. No you didn't. I did. Jeremy. I did. No you didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. I never ran a 4-6. Well, I'm, I'm fast. fast. I, I was at my peak. I was faster than you at your peak. No you weren't. I was. Nah, you just weren't. Like, this is not even a matter of like me. I'm not even thinking about this because that's just so laughable. There's so many people in this country that think that they ran a four six back in the day, and none of them this did. Is a hilarious and, no, seriously, ask ask any man, ask any man what they ran in high school, four, especially six. if they play. They will all say four six, and it's like, oh, so why aren't you in the NFL? Legitimately, like four it's six. It's more than running. True, but that's what everyone says, and no one like. <laughs> The, the
1: best time that I remember being measured officially was a 4.8 for me. Eight. Mine was actually a 4.8, but I say 4.6. I don't was, even And it was severely wind-aided. I was pretty fast. Okay. I was pretty fast. Okay. Now I, I was, okay. That was okay. probably 60, 70 probably like pounds ago. 5.8. Maybe my height five six. I wouldn't. I would not run a forty yard dash for a. It would. It would require a large amount of money for me to run a forty yard dash right now. Or somebody was in jeopardy. Uh,
2: imagine it's the only way I'd
1: run forty yard dash so, right now. So,
2: but imagine you. So I would do it out of curiosity. I've always wanted to know how much faster an NFL player is than me. I've always just like to feel it, not to see it myself. But imagine that you think that you're faster than a guy who played at LSU. And Steven Ridley, I'm, I'm faster than a lot of guys that played at LSU. Oh my God! But yeah, like Jamarcus Russell. No, like the offensive lineman.
3: I would say how many players? Even that. <laughs> Paul, how many players on the Texans right now do you think you could beat in a 40-yard dash?
2: Not as many as I used to be able to. Yeah, same. I, could you get Tunsil? I
3: think
1: I could get most of the linemen. Because some of these old linemen are fast. Yeah, they are. They were the like linemen. low five twos, like low low fives. I don't yeah. think I could. I don't think I could run a five five right now. I... I
2: it's this this story is one of the reasons that Kevin Hart was on my list of like if I ever was in a celebrity basketball game, Kevin Hart was on the list of people that I would not mind fouling a little
1: too hard huh. it was on the rest of your list. I wouldn't Justin want Bieber. I wouldn't want Kevin Hart on my team because it wouldn't be a very good rebounding team. No, definitely not. I, I wanted to lamb Bieber, Justin Bieber.
2: Just want to absolutely just like have him go up for a layup and close on him. Really, like, oh, sorry, you, I'm a football player. Really dislike
1: uh, Bieber. You hate the Bebe. Uh, I hated that
2: viral clip of him like doing the the dribbling between his legs. And I, I, I'm just like, dude, you're not good at sports. And you, you hired some patsy to make it look like you're not an embarrassment.
1: Everyone, Keyshawn, stick the hockey, to hockey. Murder him. In- <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, Would well, do you have any old man injuries? You're younger than me. Um,
2: I've been stick- staying away from, uh, like, I played in that uh, celebrity flag football game, and I was nervous going into it that I was going to get oh, hurt. We didn't I, even get invited. I did.
1: Damn. I didn't get invited. <laughs> yeah, I got invited. Here's I could, the we,
2: thing. There were a lot of celebrities that thought they were hot bleep because they had a ton of followers on Instagram, and they were all liabilities on the field. Really? They, yeah, they kept and they wouldn't get off the field for, uh, you know, the. the Who won uh, the MVP? Uh, not me, um, but I should have because I caught the game winning touchdown. Who won? It was a track star girl who caught one pass and ran really fast on it. Oh,
1: that's worthy. I yeah. could see that. She was cool. I liked her. I sprained my ankle hiking a few months ago, just taking down, like walking down a six-inch step. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of shape. All right, how about this guy? Uh, how about the NBA making the list this week? They fired some NBA employee that did social media stuff. And they didn't change the password. I hope that we did this. By the way, that's that's why <laughs> I feel place. like I made sure we did. Okay, good.
2: We okay, good. have to be careful about the stones we're throwing from glass <laughs> houses because I, I let's just say like I I, I feel like there's a certain uh, there's a certain department. That uh, we all work with. That I don't know. Like I, I, I would not have assumed that they would have changed the password. So good I could to have. know, Joe, that you stepped in there. Yeah, I feel like it uh, could be
3: worse. I mean, uh, one time I left the radio station to come to this radio station, and they left me on their Facebook for two months. Yeah, Aww. dude. I and I have. finally told them something. Instead, they kicked me out of a Fancy Football League, and I should have done what this guy did.
1: What's that? What did I do?
3: No, what this NBA employee oh, did? Oh,
1: yes. They, dude, the highway to hell. I could have been on their Instagram for eight months. I mean, I, I could. Oh, I, you're I, a nice person. I didn't oh. do anything, but I could have. I had access they, to their Instagram. For they months.
2: logged me out of everything before my last well, shift the, was done. I, guess I, I was noticed do it. it. I noticed it. The last. 45 minutes, <laughs> I noticed I had been logged out of everything, and I was like, so I know it's coming at the end of this show. Can't wait for that long walk to yeah. get
3: shot in the head. I guess you should, they should have waited till like, as you're walking down the hall and done it. Oh, yeah.
2: it was so, yeah, it was, because it was, I remember, like, to, both uh, Mike it. and Seth were trying to bring me in on the conversation, and I'm like, oh, I'm you're definitely stunned? getting fired once this is done.
1: That might be worse than the way Dante Hall left.
2: No, nothing's worse than that. I don't that know. It's kind of the same thing. You mid-show? Quitter. Yeah. It's one of the most. Uh, uh, listen, as Which someone you, who's a big fan of Cody Stutes, like no one was screwed over more by uh, didn't, a radio okay. host than Dante Hall screwed we, over
1: Cody Stutes. There, do, do we do we want to go there? Ooh, yes. Did he do the same thing? Ooh, he did
3: quit without notice.
1: Damn, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it until this very second. I Man, I guess Dante's is. We're porter. just asking the questions. Yeah, we're not answering, but it's we're very, just. Asking. I mean, it's not mid show, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just uh, a thought chamber. This is what happens when you're in Vegas. Yeah. What what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No one's listening to this, right? Like, there's no way it gets back to us and we get, like, a little... uh,
1: Can 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 I say what you just texted us? Of course, I don't care. B-, B Max says he had access to the Baytown Baddies show talk for over a year, which, I mean, you weren't getting anything on that thing, anyways, B Max. <laughs> did, you know,
2: did you know that like the reason he has that nickname is because, in an attempt to do the afternoon show that you once did with that man, yeah. I decided to appease, go the route of appeasement, and say, like, when he asked me to call him the Baytown Badass, at a he asked break. you to call him that? Yeah, he asked me to call him that, and I did. It's my own fault. I created a monster. He asked you to call him that. I was like, I was, uh, you know Man. what? Another World War II reference. I was like, I was like Chamberlain.
1: I'm brainstorm. <laughs> what what can we? What can I ask Paul? What? We're we're about to go to break. Up against it here. What nicknames can I ask Paul to call me to boost me to make to, to get a little rough? Uh, do you for not me. like chairbear? Jaber, I don't mind Jaber actually. My I do like J-Bone. The like Twitch giving you my, J-Bone. My that's character. a great one. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Cool. Jbone's I, pretty solid. I want, I want you to give me a name that I tell you to give me. Akin to the Baytown batting. You you have to come up with it then. <laughs> I know. I got to think about it. Okay. Uh, you can you can help out, listener. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Shohei Otani tore his ACL or not his ACL, his UCL. Uh, this feels like one of the biggest sports injuries in a long time, doesn't it? What are some of the mm. critical sports injuries you remember in recent memory in the sports landscape? Killer bees, ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five.
0: You know that stupid, overused phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Well, this proves that it doesn't stay there because you're listening to what's happening. Good point. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino, here are the killer bees
2: nuts,
0: Jeremy Branham and Paul Galland.
1: How many times Spencer going to say this? I think at this point, b is trolling us. He's got to be. It's a good call. Yeah. It's the third time that he's he's been going to that joke. Saldana says, Mr. Galan is soft, Branham. And then he says, Branham, you're so soft. So, he's, but he's not soft. I don't know who he is. Uh, Fishing with Dana, can we get to the D'Amico sound, please? Y'all are depressing me. Pass. Highway to hell, we'll have plenty of that. You guys, mentioned, you guys
3: mentioned the Browns earlier uh-huh. about Colt McCoy and Clayton. That's, that, that's no, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals yeah. That's what I meant because <laughs> the Browns just traded the Cardinals a quarterback. Joshua Dobbs. So oh, I they were, so
1: I thought they were. I thought they were going to release him. Nope. So they ended up trading him to Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's trading away everybody. Didn't yeah, they? the Texans traded for a tackle today. Yeah, go Cougs. They traded for Josh Jones. Yeah, which uh, they they traded Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for yep. seventh. Which I've always been intrigued by Simmons' skills, but he's like a positionless player. They never
2: could figure out how to use him, right? Yeah,
1: I don't. I wonder if he's just like positionless across the league, though. Like, I wonder if he gets in the right scheme, if he can be decent, or if he's just positionless in the NFL. Like an old-school NBA tweener you know, just can't play in the league. The
3: last time there was a player on defense that was positionless in Arizona, he ended up with the Philadelphia Eagles and led the NFC in sacks. So is
1: that your hot tag? Simmons is going to No, but the I'm just saying, sacks? like, the Cardinals kind of suck as I, I, like an organization. Definitely. And but, it but seems hey. Like they're fire-selling before the season. It's
2: weird. Yeah. Well, they know that. They saw Jonathan Gannon talk once, and they're like, okay, <laughs> pew, pew,
1: pew, the
2: tanking pew, is on, and let's just get a million pew, draft picks
1: and let <laughs> Jonathan Gannon drive this boat right into an iceberg. My favorite, my favorite Gannon little soundbite thing wasn't the pew-pew-pew-pew-pew. It was the, wow that he had on the, the draft whenever they yeah. made the trade with the Texans. He's like, wow. <laughs> I love that. I enjoyed him trying to transition from the pew, pew,
2: realizing he's probably being weird by pew, saying shots. But the other thing I love shots. is how he just made Explosives. up. That
1: Explosives, you can run.
2: <laughs> he made up that Philadelphia media had been, like, saying specific things oh, about yeah. him. Oh, yeah. And Philadelphia media, very on their a game, always looking for something to get mad about. They pounced on it immediately. He's screwed there. You got you got Mister Video Games wearing crop tops at yeah. At until practice. he gets Caleb
3: Williams though, dude. They're not even crop tops.
2: Did you hear what Caleb Williams said? Caleb Williams yeah. said that he might not necessarily come out for the okay. draft this year. If you and one day up, I'm going to be six foot fun. Six buckle tall. up.
1: Here's the <laughs> buckle up. Here's the thing though. Like I had your immediate reaction whenever I saw that. I had Joe's immediate reaction. But there is a landscape now in college football with NIL – where you can realistically make just as much money in a year at USC than you could with a rookie contract. And if you don't like your destination, like there have been players in the past that didn't like their destination, either demanded trades or like, "Ah, I'm not going to come out this year. Now you can get paid for staying in school. So Caleb Williams is like, I don't want to be in Arizona. I'm just going to make equal the amount of money at USC and wait a year. And I think it's more feasible now than ever before. Imagine how much, say USC wins the national title, which I think is an upset, but say they do.
2: That city cares about USC football yeah. second only to the amount that they care about the Los Angeles Lakers. I know when there's a lot winning. of people that like the when Dodgers. Win, their are Exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's very much a front-runner town. But when USC does well, that team, that city does actually get behind, for sure. The football team, they always have, even though it is like a you know too-big-school kind of town. Um, I, I think that that is an intriguing thing to see down the road is is that going to be similar to when with the first pick of the 2004 NFL draft Eli Manning basically forced his way to New York as opposed to being a part of the Chargers organization the Cardinals are a joke their ownership is bad you saw the grades that were given across the NFL with that report card they were failing in multiple categories it's great that there's an organization that is definitively worse than the Houston Texans right now is it not? I mean, the Texans are taking (laughs) steps in the right direction. How far away they are from the Cardinals, I honestly don't know. But the Cardinals are the worst team in the league. It's Clayton Toon or Colt McCoy as your week one starter. I actually
1: actually hope for Toon's sake that it's not him because I think that he would get abused. killed. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm being sincere. I'm being serious. Um Five three four four low in Sugarland here. Alex Smith's leg injury was the first thing that came to mind. Shohei Otani has a torn UCL, Oof. which is not great because I don't think UCLs heal themselves. This sounds like it needs to be another TJ, and he's already had a TJ. Um, he's lost lots of money with this deal. Like the poor poor Shohei. The Angels use and abuse him a lot this year. Like they're having him play every single day. They try to pitch him every six day in this little six man rotation. They didn't give him a winning season. They didn't give him any winning seasons while he's been there. And now they probably cost Shohei what? 40% of what he was going to get in the open Uh, market? Well, I guess the real question is, does he pitch again? I think he'll pitch again, but I think it's going to be in 15 months.
2: I don't think he pitches next year. I am curious as to how, as a guy who plays every single day, and still will, I would imagine, (laughs) occasionally, Use his arm, maybe not as far as throwing a baseball. If he's designated hitter, but yeah. like you're swinging a baseball, bat, you are you are running the bases. Like, does that? I mean, slow Bryce, down your
1: rehab process as you do. And, Bryce, and again, Bryce, I mean, Bryce is the best example, but he it's, doesn't pitch, right? He, well, I mean, I don't think Shohei's going to pitch next year.
2: That's what, that's what I mean. I wonder. I wonder going forward. Okay, you, you mentioned this like 15 month rehab time. I I, I do wonder how this affects the possibility that he pitches again. I, I think he's going to
1: try to do it. Obviously, it makes him different, and yeah. it, it, it helps him get paid. But if, even, even if you go there, like if you say that he pitch him pitching is in serious jeopardy, him pitching again is in serious jeopardy, how much money did that just cost him? Because we're talking about a player that, if he was completely healthy, is easily worth $60, $65 million a year. He's easily a $30 million. I mean, he's a $40 million a year hitter. Aaron Judge just got $40 million. He's equivalent to Aaron Judge. So 30, let's call it $35 million. As a pitcher, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were making $43 million. Shohei's in that, maybe not Verlander conversation last year, Scherzer, when he signed, but he's a $35 million a year pitcher. He's, he's, if he were to get what he is worth... Before the injury, he is worth $70 million a year because he does what Judge does offensively almost, and he does what some of the top pitchers do in baseball almost. He's a $70 million a year player. But now if you're talking about a 50-50 chance he never pitches again, he just cost himself like $300 million. I think he cost himself $300 million with
2: the teams that are going to, in quotation marks, put out feelers for Shohei in free agency. And we're talking about the broke boys of baseball. The teams that are going to act like, hey, we're trying to compete. We tried to sign Shohei Otani. This has John Angelos and the Orioles written all over it. But He's got to sign with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers have more money than
1: God. But they're not going to give him six fifty dollars ten. for 10. Why not? Like the, the late, because he can't pitch anymore. But You're saying the, there's a 50-50 chance he, he doesn't the, pitch again. He's the, he's the You're not going to give a dude $65 million a year know. that he's, can't pitch. He's the coolest thing in baseball. And sure. L.A. is all why, about cool. Why is he the coolest thing in baseball? Because he's a unicorn that can hit almost as good a judge and that can pitch almost as good as anybody. And if you're saying there's a chance he never pitches again, now he just turns into a really cool hitter. You're not playing a really good – I'm not saying he's bad. He's a really good hitter that's that's definitely an attraction – but you're not paying a good hitter that's an attraction sixty five million dollars. The highest AAVs judge at forty. But you're not going to give Shohei Otani twenty five million dollars uh, more than it, that. The mere possibility that he could theoretically do it again, I think, is
2: going to lead specifically the Dodgers okay. to have all that money well, to do it. But let's
1: play that. Let's play out that scenario too. Mm-hmm. If like the latest DSP in projection, whenever Shohei was still healthy, was like six fifty for ten. Let's just okay. use round numbers. It was a little. It was a little. Uh, it was a little more than that, and it was for eleven years. But let's use round numbers. $650 million in 10 years. That's sixty five million a year. Now he has a torn UCL. We. Don't don't know if he's going to need surgery. I would be stunned if he doesn't. Like, what are we looking at now for a Shohei Ohtani contract? I think we're looking at four fifty for ten. Quite honestly, uh,
2: I don't know, man. It's it's. I get what you're saying in that there is definitely a possibility that the value is down,
1: but we're still. This is how is a guy that has a torn UCL going to get four hundred and fifty million dollars, Shohei? But he got torn UCL.
2: I feel like with Shohei, you are you are signing a rock star, even if he can't do the pitching that, anymore. That's true, and I I think that that. That changes it a little bit. I, this is, this is a guy who, you can get more ticket sales through that, and these teams still make a pretty good amount of money through that. I, I think like if if the Dodgers, even the Dodgers, even though their ballpark's underwater right now with the earthquake or whatever, <laughs> Jazz Ravine is a legit ravine. Holy crap, that was crazy. It to was see. it
1: was weird. Have you ever been to Dodger Stadium?
2: I have. Honestly, I, I hate to admit it. I've been there twice. It is a great
1: ball. I heard it's unbelievable. It's, it's on my bucket list. Ballpark. It's like on the top of a mountain.
2: Yeah, the view of L.A. is amazing. The, the weather is perfect. And the uh, first time I went it was in 2011. The Dodgers were playing the Pirates, and I was sitting in a section with a bunch of people that were wearing Pittsburgh Pirate colors. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. Why are there so many Pittsburgh Pirate fans here? In L.A. <laughs> and, and then or in general. And then I looked a little bit closer, and, and I'm like, are – is anyone in Pittsburgh Hispanic? And it turns out that there was a gang called the Cali Pirates that were sitting in front of me. That's, they, a so bo- that's the most boggle on thing I've ever heard. They kept on flashing gang signs, and this poor usher kept on coming down to try to tell them to stop making gang signs. Imagine you're getting paid like $9.50 an hour, and this guy is is essentially like throwing up the Cali Pirates sign or whatever, and you're the poor usher and you have to try to tell them to stop, because it kept on getting on the television broadcast, and me and my friend were just sitting like ten rows a- away from this, and we're like, this is awkward. We just felt bad for the usher in that spot. But gang aside, I didn't get stabbed on my way down the parking lot. This is lot. why
1: you wear so much black and gold now. Oh, 100%. You've been indoctrined to what would you call him? the L.A. Pirates? One guy, the Cali Pirates. Cali one Pirates. guy, one guy, cue <laughs> ball head.
2: And, and i thought to was myself. That, did
1: he have a cue ball head or was that his gang name?
2: His, no, no, no. His He had no hair. He had a giant P tattooed on the back of his head. Just a giant P, like the Pittsburgh Pirates logo. And, again, it, me being a bit of an idiot, it took me a while to realize, like, oh, yeah, this is these are not
1: Pittsburghians. <laughs> They're
2: not from Pittsburgh.
1: We saw Trey Lance be uh, – he was named the third string in San Francisco. Very bold move by Sam Fran, right? Uh, to make a guy that you traded so much for your third string quarterback – What's a bold move you'd like to see right now in Houston sports? 713-780-ESPN. Paul Gallon in for blank. Killer B's on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.